what is up coming to you live from the cat house in montebello california it's time for yet another episode episode 182 of dread's geek philosophy podcast it's on here it's written up there uh i, I typed it in <laughs> how's it going it's monday it's uh it is humid here in southern california it is humid it's, it's worse than hot. Humid is worse than hot. Hey, what's up, Art Solorio, my man, my main man. What's up, brother? My Destiny homie. I know, I know. Some of our old Destiny crew. They're they're, they're trying to get the band back together. Uh, uh, I I don't know when I'll be able to return. Uh, <laughs> maybe when I we moved out of the cat house into a bigger house that has proper Wi-Fi. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. Maybe when Tiger's five years old, and De- if Destiny's two still around, maybe maybe I'll, I'll rejoin. And, and play for funsies uh, or i don't know we'll see maybe i'll take the ps4 to work and i'll jump on and we'll do a a quick uh, destiny one raid if those other yahoos are willing <laughs> how's it going everybody it's it, it's monday uh, you guys you guys have me in spirit i know i i keep meaning hey what's going on rolando uh, uh I, i'm there in spirit i'm, I'm still in the, the destiny fire fire team chat but I, 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 I've not been able to participate in Destiny in a very long time. I, that, that, most of that was voluntarily not, but now the last year and a half, I have involuntarily been able to, to play Destino. I, I, I have not been able to fulfill my Destino playing as a Titan, even though I, I've heard they fix. I remember I, I made that declaration a couple of years ago on the show. I will not play the, the game again until they fix it. And apparently they, they, they fix they, they fix it. My, my, my Destiny Human Resources legacy continues. That, that, that's right. Uh, that's right, Art. So... Today, uh, a, a couple of funny things. Uh, uh, I, ironically, I, I actually got a couple of the topics for today's show from uh, from my mother-in-law, who, who sent them to me this morning. Uh, yes, one was something was was very surprising to me. I don't know if you guys have seen this, but uh, there there are movies playing some places. There are movies, uh, drive-ins, obviously not your normal movie theaters, but uh, there are movies playing. Uh, and your number one film, apparently for the last two weeks, has been Star Wars Episode Five: The Empire Strikes Back. It made somewhere in the realm of about half a million dollars. And I, I was quite surprised at this. I was like, what? That, that there's places that are, you know, showing old movies. And it turns out, uh, you, you can, uh, if you're a movie theater... You can dive into the back catalog of films. You, uh, apparently, the, the fee to get a reel or a digital file, however they do it nowadays, is only 250 bucks. So I, I'm sure a lot of these drive-ins are raking it in, and people, you know, going over there. Irvies, yeah, I, 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 I missed the camaraderie and the insanity of, of playing Destiny. I, uh, we're, we're going to talk a lot of video game stuff after I, I get through this, this weird, this weird thing that's happening with, with, with drive-in theaters, and yeah, apparently a bunch of old movies. Are being checked out by these uh, drive-in theaters. Uh, I have to check if the one over here in Azusa is still running. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the uh, take the Rosa and the baby to go go catch a flick at a drive-in. Just keep the windows up, keep away from everybody else. What's up, Daniel's on? We got two of the three patrons on board here right now. All we're missing is is Ryan. Once Ryan uh, clocks into work and. and <laughs> And starts perusing the Facebook. We'll have all three patrons on at the same time. Uh, didn't Walmart turn some lots into driving theaters? I would not be surprised. 
uh, uh, was it last week uh, or like last weekend, not this past weekend, I, I noticed that a lot of restaurants, I, I, I did a drive through Monrovia uh, the other day and I, I saw the old restaurant row up there. They've turned their parking lots into patios to get to get around uh, serving people. But unfortunately today, if you're still keeping up with uh, cur- cur- the pandemic, uh, California shut everything back the fuck down. Everything's back to take out, no indoor seating, all those, all those world's <laughs> oh james yeah i can't wait to see the world star walmart driving videos oh man i, I can only imagine the on all my years of, of repping back in the days between repping for nintendo and repping for navi i i saw some terrible things at, at walmart so i bet oh i'd wager there'd be some amazingly horrifying videos for walmart drivers or drive or drive driving driving videos oh good Blech. Walmart. I, I, I'm glad. I, you know, I, I'm glad that I, I've left the rep world. I have not had to set foot in a Walmart. I think it's been a, a good couple years now. <laughs> I think the last time I, I darkened the doorstep of Walmart was a, I think when I when I was an Acosta rep in 2018. I had to go to a Walmart to go help with some nonsense. I was like, no, I don't want to go to Walmart. I was perfectly fine with going to Sprouts in La Cunada and. Uh, at Burbank at 5 a.m. But man, going to a freaking Walmart, ugh, yikes. Yeah, I, in Pasadena, I haven't been up in Pasadena in a while. I'm sure they're, they're turning a lot of parking lots into outdoor dining. They're trying to get around, but I'm sure today, like, no, they cracked down on that nonsense today. Uh, old Governor Newsom over here in California has, has cracked down because, well, as a, uh, <laughs> I forgot which of our Facebook friends. I think Daniel and Irv, you guys were, were in that thread. It's like when when the when the, when the gym coach tells you all to do push-ups and one of you fucks up, then everybody has to keep doing push-ups. That's what's happening right now. We're all supposed to be wearing masks. You're supposed to be responsible, but people keep fucking up for the rest of us, and we all gotta freaking keep suffering here with, with the lockdowns. All, we look at all these other countries, yeah, their shit together, and they're like, all right, cool. You guys can. They're allowed to live their day-to-day lives. Of course, they're still wearing their masks and being courteous of their fellow people. I'm like, over here, I've got my freedom. I got my freedom. Yeah, it, it, it's insane over here. I, I, my wife and I were discussing. I was like, when are we gonna get to go back to a movie theater? I'm like, I don't know if ever. <laughs> oh, oh, James. I yeah. I no, thank you. Outer Diner is probably still allowed, so all these restaurants are like, please, no, don't. Because uh, the, the, the wife and I, we, we were driving around yesterday. We went, we went out to go get some ice cream. You know, I put on my mask, went into Fossman's, got us an ice cream. But it was like, just driving around, looking at all the businesses are closed down. Yeah, yeah. Orange County doesn't care. Oh, good. Yeah, I, I, I work in the outskirts of Orange County. They, they really, thankfully, I'm in, in the industrial area of Orange County, so I... I I don't get to see to see too many of the yahoos behind the the orange curtain, but man, I, I imagine it, it's it's horrifying. It's terrible, terrible, terrible. Now there, yeah, it's SoCal, Florida. Yes, it is SoCal, Florida. But I I, I do want to find to get to, to spin this back around. I do want to eventually find. I want to find one of these driving theaters. <laughs> Anti-mask protests. Ugh. I don't know, Irv. You're 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 over there in the in the deeper part of a. Yeah, well, actually, you're more like on the on the western edge or the eastern edge of of the Orange County, where I, I work in the northern edge of, of OC. <laughs> Anti-mask protests. I, I saw one of, of one of the uh, 
at the uh, at a grilled cheese uh, place. I, I I don't know if that was here, if that was in Florida or some um, some other wonderful southern state. Uh, I, I I don't mean to speak ill of southern states, but they've been fucking up over there. Uh, I saw Florida had a they, they keep breaking the record for most cases per day, and I the, the Walt Disney World reopened over the weekend. <laughs> Oh Florida, <laughs> I I feel like like within the next you know six to twelve months, Florida is just gonna be, become a verb for just like complete fucking fuck up. I mean, if if it isn't already, now they're they're really Floridaing up this this thing over here. Oof. And you see how badly Florida that up? Ugh, yikes. Uh, I'm I'm gonna teach Tiger to instead of saying the F word, it's like oh, Florida. They really fuck things up. They really Florida things up. Oh, what the Florida? Yeah, school five days a week. Uh, yeah, that that uh, that's another thing. If you've been paying attention this morning, uh, Orange County, <laughs> or Orange County is uh, ready to freaking send all the kids back to school, and, and LA U Unified is like, fuck that shit. Uh, and, I, and honestly, I'm sure LA Unified, uh, I don't know if that's necessarily completely altruistic thing. I think it's more like, we don't want the liability. We can't afford this shit. Well, James confirms here, it's already a segment on the Kevin and Bean show. <laughs> I, I should not be shocked. Florida, yeah. Uh, uh. And to think, I, 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 thankfully, I've only been to Florida one time in my life. I, I went back in 2006. With a good old big gray M. Take a drink. Hey, look, it's a Nintendo cup. Take a drink. Uh, yeah, I, I got to go to Orlando. Uh, you know, 14 years ago before we had to worry about any of this nonsense. But I, I don't think I'll be ever, I'll ever head over there. <laughs> Unless I'm somehow forced to in some way. I, I don't think, I, I don't foresee myself being forced to go anywhere near uh, America's infected dick. Anytime soon, <laughs> it's just bad. Uh, but something else that I was alerted to, uh, by, by, by my nice mother-in-law was uh, well, actually, it was, I think my wife had tagged me in it already over the weekend. Uh, I, this is something that's bothered me. I, I know I've probably talked about this a lot on on our old show, the uh, the the, the uh, Wednesday night show. I cannot remember what we called the Wednesday Night Show. That's terrible, Dre. Pete's gonna pop in right now, like what? The Multiverse Comic Show. My brain. It took it took ten seconds to come back. Uh, something that I've always bitched about is that the, these people who get comic books graded and they get locked away in those plastic coffins because oh, we must preserve them. Now it's it's been happening in video games now, and I'm, I'm sure if you haven't seen it already, a copy of Super Mario Brothers for the original Nintendo Entertainment System sold at auction this past week for $114,000. Because it, it, it had been graded by uh, there's this organization called WADA. I guess they're the equivalent of the comic book grading, uh, whatever, CGC, whatever those fuckers were called. Uh, they're, they're, they're the video game equi equivalent. They, 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 you send them your game and they will encase it in a tomb so it will never be played again. And they will assign it a grade like they, they do in, in, in comic books, but they do it with video games. Just ensuring that no one will ever play this game again. I mean, naturally, I'm sure with like Super Mario Bros., you can go find a ratty copy at a local flea market. 
But now, I guess people who have been who have managed to hang on to them and keep them in in pristine sealed condition, even with the um, shrink wrap on them, I guess you could get them graded. And was it earlier last year? Was it one sold for four hundred thousand? And this past weekend, it's one hundred and fourteen thousand dollars. My my boss was telling me today at work that he had, he had a great regret. He before all this chaos, uh, he had a he had a, an opportunity to buy a sealed Super Mario Brothers cartridge. For about three grand, and he passed on it. And now he's like, "Well, hindsight's twenty twenty. You know, he he didn't know that the the video game speculation market was going to get out of hand like this. And and it, this truly bothers me a lot on multiple levels. Like one, obviously, it, it bothers me the same way it bothers me in comic books. It's like you're taking uh, an item that is meant to be read and sealing it away in a coffin. That, that's not my term. I'm a my buddy, old buddy, uh, the owner of the comic shop in Burbank, the House of Secrets, Paul Grimshaw, he would always call, uh, he'd call any device that a comic book is put in, whether it's a bag and board or a mylar or these crystal tombs that these comics are put away, yeah, they're, they're coffins. You're just entombing this book to never be, to serve its intended purpose, to be read. Well, honestly, yes, I'm sure a lot of these older comics, a lot of old people don't open them up, but you're just guaranteed, like, you're just sealing it away, sealing it from air, sealing it from anything. That could get to it because you need to retain its value. Now, your action comics, you know, number one, you know, and stuff like that. That that maybe they th- those should be protected. But Super Mario Brothers. I mean, somebody has a sealed one. Okay, great. You know, you have a sealed game. But now th- I fear this is gonna just inspire people to just like all these other games and let me tell you how this affects me at, at, at our work we sell video games at, at my job my, 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 my Monday through Friday where we, we do video games we sell video games in all different shapes and forms and so now over the past few months we've had uh, shitheads because we sell games from all sorts of generations we go all the way back to like freaking Super Nintendo Game Boy Game Boy Color you know we go all the way back so people have been buying especially uh, I guess right now Game Boy Especially Game Boy Color, I guess that's everyone's thinking that's going to be the next speculative market where oh you get these game you, you get them a sealed one because we have them sealed. Like my my crazy boss has a shit ton of games and they're all sealed. He's he's been he's been wholesaling and retailing and doing all kinds of things for as long as he's been able to. The last twenty years he's been he, he's been slinging and slanging video uh, video games and now people are, are buying them from us and uh to try to see if they can speculate oh well, I, I believe some some shithead I, I'll, I'll tell you why he's a shithead bought like 10 copies of tomb raider for the game boy color pass he, he bought 10 copies all right cool sure we have 10 sealed copies of tomb raider okay that's all you 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 want them uh, i i'm not sure if he bought them i think he bought them through amazon we sold we were selling them on amazon and uh, he bought them, and then he immediately, re- I guess, once he received them, he, I guess he perused them, and I guess they weren't to his liking. I guess they weren't, uh, he, he wouldn't get the desired 9.3 or 9.4, 9.5 of the WADA scale. And he returned them to us. Of course, you know, these games are going to get trashed by the freaking USPS or freaking UPS or, you know, whatever. Or, I think the dude even opened a few of them and returned them under the premise of, like, oh, not what I expected. Some some shitty excuse as to like why he returned them to us. Like, oh no, these these were these not up to my standard. I, I can't. So all these shitheads are, are are going through our catalog and ordering 
multiple copies because we're trying to see do they want to try to cherry pick they want to order 10 cherry pick the one they want to keep to be graded and then return the other nine which i mean it's obviously incredibly annoying on one hand for us like what the fuck like our, our inventory is just floating around and being returned and not in the state that we sent it out so then if, if we try to sell one of those to someone else we're like hey I, I expected a brand new copy of tomb raider what the fuck this one's all tore up <laughs> This one got got kicked by a UPS freaking dude. What the hell? It, it it's really fucking annoying. Now this is like you know these are first world problems, but as a first, I I I'd like to I like to think of the consumers. Like, what if there is someone out there who just wants to buy the game and get the game and you know you, you don't want to get a fucked up box. But when you go to your retailer, you want to go buy something. Do you buy the the box that's fucked up or you buy the box that's like looks like it's in good condition you're gonna grab the one in good condition like if you have the wherewithal to pick out the one it's like all right i'm gonna go buy this fan you go to home depot you see the box that's like looks like a, a dog tore into it or the, the box that hasn't been torn up you're grabbing the one that isn't tore up but you know if you receive that in the mail like you buy it from a retailer you're like fuck this i'm returning this shit i am a little entitled to if i buy a brand new game and it's fucked up because this other idiot bought it and returned it because, oh, we sent him 10 perfectly good copies, but, oh, these are Dutch. They skipped it. Ugh. Are these even real? Opens a couple. Oh, no, return them. Because Amazon's return policy is very liberal, apparently. And so we've been having this, and it's funny. We have to actually go in, and I think we have to, like, ban people who are just like, I'm buying 20 copies of, you know, Odd World Adventures. Like, no, we're not selling those to you. No. We know how this story is going to end. We're just going to leave these here. <laughs> There's Ryan Sanakin. Now we have all three patrons on live right now watching the show. Thank you, gentlemen. We appreciate your service and your patronage helping keep this show rolling. So, yeah, anytime we get these wacky orders, but we'll still get wacky orders now. And apparently right now, I, I, I think I mentioned this a few weeks ago, but GameCube games have gained value exponentially it, as an as a as a quasi game collector, I, I I can't really collect right now. I'll be honest. I have a child. I can't really collect games right now. I want to. I'm surrounded by thousands of games every day, and I, I the the GameCube has always had a soft spot in my heart. I I, I can't exp I can't put my finger on it as to why, but I, I had a lot of great times playing on my GameCube. There's been a lot of fun games that I've played. There's a lot of cool shit like. You know, it, you know, in that same generation, a lot of people will argue that the Xbox is better, and other people will argue the PS2 is better because oh, you can play Grand Theft Auto on the PS2, you can play God of War on the PS2, you can play Halo on the Xbox, you can play Star Wars: Knights of the Old Republic on the Xbox. But for whatever reason, I, 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 I don't know. I've always just been a Nintendo guy at heart. I mean, and not even because I worked for them, but even going back to when I was a kid, I've always been a Nintendo guy. But Around that time, from about 2001, when it launched, to about 2005, I supported the Nintendo GameCube. When I when I bought games, if there was a GameCube version, I'd buy the GameCube version. Uh, something I always bring up, and you can check out our YouTube page, which I hope some maybe I'm going to update this week. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry for any of you who are YouTube subscribers. I'm really sorry. I have not been able to update it. Work has been crazy. Um, and work is the only time I have enough Wi-Fi to update <laughs> the, the, the YouTube page. Uh, there's a video 
or a, of a game, a Lord of the Rings: Return of the King. Now that that game came out on the Xbox, it came out on the PS2, and it came out on the GameCube. And of course, at you know, honestly, at that point, the only thing I had were, were, were around that time, I, I was I was recovering from being a broke ass college student. Uh, while I was in college, the only game system I really had was a Game Boy Advance. I would steal my brother's PS2 every so often now when I wanted to play uh, Kingdom Hearts. I would borrow his PS2. <laughs> but, uh, for the most part, any of the gaming I did when I was in college was just on my GBA. Uh, I, I, I logged many hours, and honestly, it wasn't that many games back then, <laughs> before I, I, I put my ankles into the into the video game industry later on. When I once I graduated from college and started working at GameStop and so on and so forth, you know, uh, that's when I I have a shitload of Game Boy games and DS and so on. But back then, if we just go back to the when I had a limited budget on video games, I I invested it in the Game Boy Advance, and then sub, subsequently, when I had to sit down and think about, oh, I want to buy a system, uh, I recall I think I was working at Fry's Electronics at the time. For either right about after graduation or right before I graduated from college, I picked up a GameCube and I believe I got Metroid Prime for free with it. I I was waiting for one of those promos because that's that's what they used to. I I don't know if they aggressively do it as much nowadays. I think they do like custom consoles now. You know they have the Spider-Man PS4. I know when I bought my PS4, I got the Destiny PS4. But back then, when I was broke, couldn't afford them. You know, <laughs> can't be. Re- <laughs> I was just about to break into Too Short's judgment. I'm sorry. That's what I do. Y- y'all should be lucky. I'm not bursting into Hamilton. I'm like holding the Hamilton in the back of my head. I'm just like, hold, keep the Hamilton down. Uh, when I was uh, broke, couldn't afford a meal, uh, I decided I was going to buy a GameCube. I wanted a console. I had more, I had more free time after I graduated. And I was like, oh, cool. I don't have to buy books ever again. I have money. I can buy a, a game console. I bought... Uh, Bought a GameCube and Metroid Prime, and I was immediately frustrated. Sorry, Jai, that game was fucking frustrating for me. Metroid Prime, I know it's one of the greatest pieces of whatever, but sorry, Super Metroid guy, the entire time, the entire way here. And I think a little after that, I went out and bought a copy of Super Smash Brothers Melee. And uh, yeah, and then from from that point forward, I started buying games for my GameCube. But to circle back, Lord of the Rings: Return of the King. For the GameCube, I was, I was working for GameStop in, in 2003 at that point. That was holiday 2003. And uh, I, I had borrowed that game because back at GameStop, you could borrow, uh, if, if we had a used copy of a game, you could borrow it and you know, for a night or two. That way you can come back and be more knowledgeable. That, that was the intent of the, the borrowing program back at the, back at the old GameStop. I, I played that damn game all night. Oh, it was just so awesome. I even uh, you know 2003 graphics obviously you know, you look at stuff now and you compare it back then it, it's not you, you can't compare it really I real really sucks for that PS1 PS2 you know N64 uh, a GameCube era original Xbox you go back and see some of those graphics it's rough as fuck to go back and look at that shit but for whatever back then 2003 that, that, that was our peak that was, it looked amazing you had uh, that game was like full motion video, and it flowed right into the game, and that was awesome. You had Ian McKellen narrating the whole thing. He recorded uh, EA freaking EA. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, see, I never picked up two towers. I always, again, this goes back to like, oh, I want to go back and collect some GameCube games. I never got to. Uh, I never picked up two towers, and now I think I don't know if that one's gone up in value. A lot of stuff has gone up in crazy value. 
like Super Mario Sunshine, uh, not a great game. I mean, it depends on your point of view. Uh, I, my, my, one of my coworkers at work, he's really hoping that when they do the, the Nintendo was supposed to announce this big Mario anniversary thing uh, this year, which they're going to announce at some point. They're, they're going to bring back a bunch of old Mario games on the Nintendo Switch, and he's hoping and praying that Sunshine is one of the games. I would imagine Mario Galaxy is going to be one of the big ones that comes back. Yeah, yeah. Got back when EA cared. Back when EA cared. Burnout Three. <laughs> Thank you. Back back when EA gave a shit. And yeah, I that was so awesome. I played it on my freaking GameCube. There's other weird. Uh, this other another EA game. I yeah. I, re I recall during that PS2 era, PS2, GameCube, Xbox era. EA really gave a shit and put out a lot of quality titles. Uh, and for, for whatever reason, going forward, once they were able to get their hands on downloadable content, they, they became the evil empire, and it was horrible. Another EA game, uh, when, when EA had the James Bond license, it was named Everything or Nothing. It was basically a, a, a James Bond movie that was not a movie, but they, they made it as a video game. They got Pierce Brosnan to do the voice. They brought in a whole cast of like, EA, shelled out the money. They, they, they create a Bond movie that was a game. And I remember that was another awesome experience. I think I borrowed that from work. I think I finished it in one night. And that's another game I want to go back and buy. We have sealed copies of James Bond, Everything or Nothing, at work. And I was just like, shit, these are going up in value. And I don't want – I can't justify buying that right now. I was kept home like, those will go down at some point. Or maybe we'll – We'll have a used one. I'll buy one of those. That way I can add it to the catalog. And if I ever have the wild hair to pop it in and play through it and laugh at, at 2003 or 2004 graphics, like, oh, look, this was a lot of fun back then. Ah. <laughs> Oof. Terrible. Terrible. Oh. So, uh, I need to think about how some of this stuff has changed. But back then, I just... For whatever reason, again, my original point, the GameCube. I have this soft spot for this system. But now, all this stuff is shooting up in price. I, I am all over the place. This is where this is where a co-host really helps to keep me in line. It, it, it really bothers me that they're like, I have a lot of good stuff on my GameCube already. I, I did manage to... That was honestly, That's one of my big regrets that I didn't take advantage of when I was working for Nintendo. I was there at the, at the, the death knell of the GameCube. I... I I, I walked in as the de as the GameCube was slowly being killed. The, you know, Mario was in the back going, I'm so sorry. They were murdering the GameCube. I think one of the last games was Chibi Robo. <laughs> and uh, it was like Baten Kaitos. And all these wacky games they're putting out near the end. They're putting out Mario Party 8. <clears throat> and I regret that I didn't take advantage because I, I did have the excess funds back then to go in and like, oh, I could have gone on to the employee store and bought a lot of those games for ridiculously low prices. The, I mean, the, the employee pricing for some of this stuff, I, I wish I could tell you exactly, or if I could recall exactly, but the employee prices for Nintendo games were insane. And then I think the year after I left, uh, they did this thing, they did a garage sale. I guess they were clearing out a bunch of stuff, and they were literally selling games for a dollar, like, there was GameCube games, there was Wii games, there was all kinds of DS and Game Boy games. I guess they were just trying to clear out the, the, the employee store, because they, they, they set aside a bunch of stuff for the employees to buy. I mean, I'll, naturally, one of the nice things about being the Nintendo rep is that they sent me a lot of the games. 
but they also had some third party. If you wanted the, the third party games, you could buy them through the employee store. But I, I remember like the year after, uh, my, my buddy who's an intern, I was like, oh man, you totally missed out on the garage sale. It's like, I spent a hundred bucks and then I bought a hundred games. I was like, I, I think he's, he had already like liquidated a bunch of stuff, but that stuff would actually probably be worth a lot of money now. I'm sure he's kicking himself right now uh, for not hanging on, but a lot of people don't, you don't know. You don't expect stuff from a, 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 a system that was considered a failure. They, they sold 48 million units worldwide, and the system was considered a failure. And then the Wii came in, and we all know that story. And if you don't know that story, we'll save that for another podcast. And, uh, yeah, it's... it's I, I expected, I honestly, I didn't expect a lot of these games to go up in value. My collection, I have a lot of good stuff. I have the Metroid Prime Trilogy. I have, uh, what do you call it? No, Metroid Prime Trilogy, that's on Wii. Sorry about that. <laughs> but I, I think I do have the three Metroid Prime games on the GameCube. Will I ever play them? No. Sorry, John. <laughs> maybe if they re-release Metroid Prime uh, on the Switch when Metroid Prime 4 comes out, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll give it a whirl, but... Half the time, honestly, I think I just like to frustrate people like Jai with my not playing of Metroid Prime. I, I, I did try playing that game. It just, I, there was one boss where I was just like, how am I supposed to be? This is just, it was an exercise in frustration. And if 20-something-year-old me couldn't take it, I can't imagine 40-year-old me is going to be able to have any patience for, for that nonsense. So there's so much there's so much out there. I, I I have there's some cool stuff. I know like there's stuff in my collection my boss wants to buy off of me. Like I have this there's this crazy shooting game called Ikaruga. I, I showed it to my brother-in-law. He's like, "What? You have Ikaruga?" I'm like, "Huh? I know that one was good. There was some stuff I did get my hands on. Uh, I think my ex has my copy of Cubivore, which I think is worth a ridiculous amount of money now. But but I'm not the guy who's gonna be like, "Hey, can I get my GameCube game back?" I don't think she'd even know where it is. I'm trying to think. I have like other like wacky stuff like Killer Seven. Uh, I guess my copy. Of, I I have a copy of Paper Mario Thousand Year Door. That thing apparently is worth like 150 bucks. I'm like, oh, cool, good to know. Am I gonna sell my copy of Paper Mario? Probably not. <laughs> but it's nice to know. <laughs> apparently, it's valuable to some crazy collectors. Uh, the, Another, another one of the, the Metal Gear Solid, the Twin Snakes. <laughs> I, I, apologize. I will end you if you sell your career. Yeah, because you, you want me to, to, to bequeath it to you in my estate when I die. I know. You, you want me to bequeath. Oh, Beautiful Joe. Yes, that's another one in the collection that I, I, I cherish that game. But, you know, it's funny. A few years ago, the, the last time I ventured up to see Seattle for the Penny Arcade Expo, they had, they had this awesome area. Where they literally curate a library of every game that could you could potentially play, and I I fired that up. I was like, I would like to play because I didn't I, for whatever reason I had, I felt the urge. I wanted to play Beetle Joe there at the convention. I, I, a part of me I think I wanted to show off. I'm like, hey, I'm really good with this game. Yeah, 2004 me was really good at that game. 2013 I think was the last time I went. 2013. <laughs> I was not good at it. I got my ass beat by Beautiful Joe. And I wasn't even playing, like, on Ultra V-Rated. I was playing on regular, like, regular mode. And for whatever, I don't know if it was just the mental disconnect, lag, old age. I'm playing the first stage. I'm like, 
why am I sucking so hard at this? <laughs> no, I could get through these early stages without being touched. Can't touch me. Haha. Gotcha. And like, for whatever reason, I guess 2013 me couldn't figure it out. And uh, honestly, it, it, if I ever find time at work to get the gaming channel back, uh, that's one of the games I really, whoa, <laughs> sorry, hit the table. Uh, that's one of the games where like, I'd really want to set up and play and stream me playing so I can share my shittiness. And yes, that Paul, you know what? I, we can't talk about Jive. We can't talk about Beautiful Joe without talking about Jive Polydor. Uh, well, I bought that game on his recommendation way back when. I, I think uh, that was. I think that was. I think that was another holiday 2003 purchase. I I, I, I bought that game, but I, I think I had a. I, I pulled some terrible retail brews. I, I took a, a couple of games. I think I took a couple of games that um, our, our boss, Sean T. Horbuckle, uh, gave me. And uh, I took them to Toys R Us, and I'm like, oh, I got these as gifts, and I, but I don't have the receipt. Can I get some store credit for these? Ha, 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 ha. Terrible humor. But, hey, that that's how the system worked. And I, I took... I think it was a copy of Freedom Fighters for the Xbox, and there was one other. I forget what the other game. I I remember. I always remember like, that copy of Freedom Fighters. I'm like, I am never gonna play this. And uh, Sean got it for free. He bequeathed a couple games to me, a couple games to Jai. I, w I went to Toys R Us, and I I took the. I got like. I'm, I'm taking this. Uh, it was, I think there was a PS2 game and an Xbox game. I didn't have either one of those. I had a GameCube. I'm like taking the Toys R Us, and I turn them into another game. I remember Jai's like, "Get Beautiful Joe, get Beautiful Joe." And I'm like, "Well, it was only like thirty or forty bucks." I'm like, "That's cool. I can turn." Saves me some money. And I got a copy of Beatable Joe. And I forget what else I got. I think I might have got... I don't know if it was Wind Waker and something else. Oh, no. I think I bought Wind Waker. <laughs> I, you may or may not have with the retail resort system for Xbox and PlayStation. They... Yeah, you, this, that's how the system worked back then. That's why everything is so hard to return or exchange in the physical retail store nowadays. Because of people like us who took advantage of it. And so I, I don't remember the other two games that I got. But I remember getting Beautiful Joe. Because Jai kept, couldn't stop talking about how awesome Beautiful Joe was. And so I, I got Beautiful Joe. I went home. I popped in. Oh, wow, this game's really cool. And I get to one of the mini bosses. And it's a helicopter. And I'm just dying every time. And I was like, what the hell? I don't understand. And uh, I'm like, slowing down time. Or speeding up time. I, I don't, I'm, or slowing down the film. Or speeding up the film. And I get to work the next day. And I'm like, Jai, what the hell is up with this freaking game? I, I, I don't understand. How do I beat the helicopter? And Jai says one sentence and goes, Gray, you can punch the bullets. And uh, much like uh, when, when, when Neo sees Morpheus jump across from one building to the other in the jump program, I had that same, whoa, you can punch the bullets? I, he broke my brain. I was like, what do you mean you could punch? What do you mean you could punch the bullets? And so I got home. From, I, I raced home from work. Popped in Beautiful Joe. Get to the helicopter. How do you punch? And I slow down time. So you slow down the film. You, you, you slow down and speed up the film. The, the game is a film. It's not time, but you, you're speeding up and slowing down. I slow down the, the as the helicopter is shooting its its machine gun at me, which was which was murdering me before. You slow it down and you see these giant bullets. I'm like, there's a giant bullet. And so you slow it down. It's still coming toward you because it's a it's a bullet. So instead of going, it is like, boom. I see the bullet. I'm like, okay. 
Guy says you can punch the bullets. Uppercut. Bullet goes right back into the uh, helicopter. Major damage like, <gasps> what the hell? Neo in the Matrix. Seriously. And, and just from then on, I whipped that game's ass. 2003, Dre. Uh, a much younger man. <laughs> 24-year-old me. Ripped through that game. Once I understood, oh, because the speeding up and slowing down affected everything in the game. Oh, you see, uh, there's, there's, a, there's a drip in the background. You slow down, the drip gets bigger, 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 and it blows up the pipe. Uh, oh, there's giant flames coming in towards you. You speed up time, and the, the flames fade away as the wind goes. It, it's, it's a lot of puzzles throughout the game, and you have to use the, the all this V-Tech, beautiful tech. It just, it's a, it's a work of art. It, it, it is a bloody shame that for whatever reason, Capcom has like locked him away to just being a, 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 a man in the roster of these uh, Marvel versus Capcom games and not re, uh, I, I'm shocked they haven't remastered the game and put it out. And I'm sure they don't think it's, it would be very profitable because it, it was a niche title back then. It, it was relatively successful on the GameCube. It was supposed to be exclusive to the GameCube. But for after the exclusivity window ran out, I, I think it was supposed to be a part of the original uh, Nintendo Five or Capcom Five. There was going to be five Capcom games that were going to be exclusive to the GameCube uh, for the for them showing support for the GameCube. It's ironic because I think we sold one of them today at work. We sold PN PNO Three Product Number Three, which was supposed to be exclusive to the GameCube, and that one ended up being exclusive because that one was not good. Resident Evil Four was supposed to be another exclusive to the GameCube, but after six months. Uh, Capcom was like, we need to make more money from this. It's very successful. Sold a lot of copies on the GameCube, but they put it out <laughs> on the PS2 and then put it on every game console on forward into history. <laughs> they, we, we talked about that before. They, they've released it 10 times, and they'll release it an 11th time, and they'll release it a 12th time, and Jai and I will buy it the 12th and 11th, the 11th and 12th times. We'll, we'll just keep buying it. Yeah, Bayonetta is the spirit. Yes, the the, the developers who who were yeah, for whatever reason Capcom was being dicks, and so these guys at Tsushima Inabasan, I believe, left and created Bayonetta. And I, I remember the it was a, I remember you showed me Bayonetta. I thought that there was a there was a, a tombstone, uh, Red Hot Joe, and you see her break the like Red Hot Joe. That's supposed to be a reference to Beautiful Joe. And then I think out of the wonderful one hundred and one, that was another like. There's a lot of veiled references to Joe. A lot of the, the, the heroes look like Joe. A lot of them, they look like Joe or whatever. But Evil Joe was relatively successful. And then uh, they, they released a sequel. Well, they, they ended up, it was supposed to be only for the GameCube, but then eight months later, they put it out in the PS2 and they added Dante from Devil May Cry into the game. And then uh, the same thing happened. But they eventually released a Beautiful Joe 2. I was incredibly excited. I thought they were going to do co-op, but they, they did not do co-op. You could play as Sexy Sylvia or Beautiful Joe, but it was a fun game. I beat it. It was awesome. I and they, they, they were building towards a trilogy because it was a it was a movie based a game based on movies. Oh, every good sequel needs to have a trilogy, but they never put out the third game because Beautiful Joe Two did not make that much money. They put it out on GameCube. They put it on PS Two, but did not make enough money. Uh, they 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 did do a DS game, Beautiful Joe Double Trouble. And that was only okay. And then there was a, they put out a game on uh, the PSP and the GameCube. They put out a, a Smash Brothers-esque game. But it was based on a terrible, terrible anime that came out. 
uh, a baseline years ago. And it was it was not a great anime. It was bad. It was badly Americanized. Yikes! Just not good. Not fun. Don't didn't like it. Didn't like it. Captain Blue Junior, you suck. I don't like you, Captain Blue Junior. But I, I believe I do have that. Be- I, I think I, I know I have the DS one for sure. I have that beautiful Joe. I, th- I think ironically, I think I bought it while I was up in Seattle. <laughs> I think. I, I could have sworn I've seen it. Uh, for whatever reason, we were, me and the other rep who were training, when I got hired by Nintendo, I saw it at a store. I'm like, oh, I'm going to buy this now. <laughs> right? I wish they would bring back the Bill Joe. Like, why not? They, they, they remaster everything. They keep remastering stuff. They, ha- they, they clearly control Joe. Inaba-san will never get to work on Joe again, but they can at least take that game, HD it up, that way more people can play it. They can do it as a digital release, and then old limited run, well, Capcom doesn't want to do a limited run, so. Ah. There's stuff like that. I, I, I talked to my boss about that. Because my boss, he, he's, a, he's a guy, he's a mover and shit. He doesn't get shit published, so to speak. If there's something... I keep trying to give him ideas of shit to publish. Like, hey, could you talk to somebody and get this game? Back in the rotation, believe me, I, I've, I've been working on, on Joe, but I think that's a, more of a Capcom problem than a anybody else problem. Yeah, like, I'll, I'll tell my wife, like, video games, comics, these are the topics I can get really passionate about and I can go on for a long time. Because, like, last, I know the last few weeks we had tightened up the show to a nice 30-minute clip, but here we are. On a minute forty-one, <laughs> just because of getting all getting all nostalgic about my old GameCube and all those games, man, I miss it. I the, the, yeah that that generation. I, I have to say, I think that's probably my favorite generation of gaming. The the, the PS2, the GameCube, and the uh, and, and the Xbox. I, I, you know, I, I think it, it's kind of like music. Like you, you you like the music from your era. Like I, when I was a teenager, I loved '90s music. I loved that era. From but when I was a young adult in my 20s, I, I loved the games from that era. I, I think I have a lot of positive memories, but I, I really am sort of afraid to go back and try something and see if the, it's still if it's still there. Is it just memories or is the, the magic still there? I, I replayed Resident Evil 4. On my switch I, I, I beat the brakes out after it beat my ass for roughly three and a half months or four months uh, I, I got good as, as the internet kids say I, I get good I got good and I beat the brakes off that game uh, twice during my lunch breaks at work and it's like oh that, that game was good but it, this was a HD remaster and whatnot uh, so that, that game still was it in my opinion, is one of the best games ever made. So, yeah, naturally, that game is still good, but there's some other stuff, like a Burnout 3, like a, a uh, or uh, there was a Incredible Hulk Ultimate Destruction. I, I, that's one I bought on the Xbox. And, man, that, 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 that was a good-ass game from that generation. There, there's stuff that was good then. I don't know if that re- if, if it retains, because I, I, I kept saying, I think one of the biggest problems I had overcoming Resident Evil 4, because it, it was the old, what are you talking about, 2005 controls, I, I played uh, Destiny for three years. Uh, we bring it back on Destiny. I played Destiny for three years, and no matter how much people shit on that game, that shit had that game had some of the tightest controls I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, 
Jire, your favorite music is the stuff you were listening to when you lost your virginity. Ha! Uh, probably true for, for the majority of people. <laughs> Man. But yeah, with, the, with the, these video games, I'm, I'm, I feel that, this, uh, that, that quote would probably be different for, for, for your video game, too. It, it's different. I, I, there's a lot of Super Nintendo... It's weird. I think there's a lot of Super Nintendo stuff that holds up, but I think it's stuff that's not timing-based. <laughs> Because on the on the Switch, they let you play a lot of old NES and Super NES games. And I'll fire those up, and I'll be like, whoa, this is garbage. This is bad. Yeah. Uh, see, right there. You, uh, Jai right there with another awesome point. Deve developers were more daring in that PS1, PS2 era. Because you go from this limited 8-bit, 16-bit. You're, like, you're, 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 you're forced to squeeze out stuff from that. And then you have this whole new world to open up to you. You have all this extra computing power that you didn't have for the, the first 15 years or 20 years in some respects all of a sudden it's like oh we can do a lot more stuff and now I I, I, I in my opinion I feel a lot of gaming has gotten a little lazy that's why you find a lot of the best stuff from independent uh, publishers all the major publishers are just looking to make money where a lot of these indie people I, like a, a game I want to play is a game called Dead Cells. It's a kind of a Metroidvania-esque game, and I, that's the type I kind of like. I, I find like I fall into that. Like, oh, I like that Metroid, Castlevania, Symphony of the Night, Egaverse, Ega-esque type of game. I, I, I got that Bloodstained game. I, have to, I'm, I think I'm going to go back to that. But uh, we just got Streets of Rage 4 at work. Physical copies coming out this month. You want to get yourself a physical copy of Streets of Rage 4. Not Limited Run. Sorry, Limited Run. Your Limited Run is over. Actual physical copies of Streets of Rage 4 for the PS4, for the Nintendo Switch, and the Xbox One are coming out later this month. I'm going to get my grubby hands on one early, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I hope I can put together a stream. Even though I'm, the game's been streamed to death because it's been out digitally for a while. But yeah, a lot of the, the the daring and a lot of the daring and creativeness is now in the independent market. That's why I think a company like Limited Run Games takes advantage when they take a lot of these games that are digital only and publish them so people can get a physical copy. Which, like we learned here, we've talked about here before, physical is better than digital. No matter what, I, I see people on Twitter talking about oh, man, all these people waiting in line for for a disc that you have to install when you can just preload. A game at midnight. Yeah, Jai. No, you're. you're I, I was thinking of you, brother, because uh, we're gonna have to set that up, and, and I don't know if my if my hotspot's gonna be strong enough for us to do some co-op <laughs> on my Nintendo Switch. We're gonna have to do some co-op on that Streets of Rage. Yeah, Streets of Rage Four coming out soon. I I, I have been I, I have been hustling my ass off on, 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 as my sales manager role <laughs> uh, within my my division of the company, getting people to pre or getting a uh, video game stores to pre-order that yeah, River City Girls. I, I know I want to get that, but the, that one keeps going up in price. <laughs> I just, it's it's getting out of my reasonable price range. I I that's one where I like I I may have to buy it digitally. I don't want to buy it digitally. I want to buy a nice physical copy that I can hold that will work when the internet fails after the pandemic kills us all. <laughs> I I am very crazy when it comes to digital versus physical. River City Girls. Uh, apparently, there's going to be a sequel or something at some point for River City Girls. 
that one did very well for for Wii Ford and all the people who worked on that. All right, so let's wrap this up. I, I, I've been rambling. You call you call dibs on Blaze? Uh, that's cool. As soon as I can unlock Max, I'm gonna freaking power bomb some motherfuckers. Give them the atomic drops, drop kicks. Ruby City Girls, yes, as in River City Ransom, yes. Uh, Daniel, they 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 flipped the script. And instead of the girlfriends being kidnapped, it's uh yeah, it's the boyfriends who are kidnapped, and the girls uh, beat the shit out of people, make them barf, <laughs> make them barf, and uh, take their coins, and going yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. stuff that you want to keep forever or theoretically keep forever, yeah, yeah, you, you got to get the physical copies because you never know when digital rights will disappear. Uh, huh, yeah, we, we just found out the other day. Some episodes of Thirty Rock, you know, you're, you're only a digital. Hey, you, you'll never see John Hamm in blackface. Say some terrible things. You'll never see it again unless you have the DVD. <laughs> they came out before. They, they can't snatch that DVD out of your hands. Yeah, dang. Well, Ruby Sea Girls. I, I've, I've watched a lot of gameplay on it. I I, I keep wanting to pull the trigger on it, but I, I'm gonna have to. Uh, I'm gonna have to buy the significantly much more affordable Streets of Rage Four at some point this week. A, a, a Bobo is harder than the last boss. Jesus, Cat Dancing Christ. <laughs> yeah, the physical media. You you want yeah you want to have control. People don't realize a lot of these. I guess I, I, I keep hitting myself up. With digital media, you don't have control. You think you have control. Who lives? Who dies? Who tells your story? I had to. That was for my wife right there. I know she's watching. <laughs> that when you when you when you just buy digital, you, you have no control over the over it. It can be taken away. Yeah, see, Scott Pilgrim. But you see, you buy that digitally, you can't buy it again. You have to like, hang on. Yeah, see, uh, you're <laughs> Ryan. You have a VHS copy of Song of the South. Holy tap, <laughs> Jesus, tap dancing Christ. Oh, Hamilton mixtape. I yeah, I've been, I have been keeping myself from listening to that. Um, all right, so, all right, we'll we'll break down some Hamilton talk here at the end. I I can't get the soundtrack out of my head. Anytime I have a, a quiet, like, so, obviously, Rose and I, we have Baby Tiger. Baby Tiger wakes up at night. In those quiet moments, when I'm, when I'm trying to get him back to sleep, a random Hamilton song just pops in. I don't, I'm not even throwing it on my phone. It just pops into my head. Like, some random lyrics will start going. I'll just be holding, I'll be holding Tiger. And it would just be like, who lives, who dies, who tells your story? <laughs> or, we're outgunned, outmanned, outnumbered, outplanned. We need to make an all-out stand. I need a right-hand man. I'll, I told my friend, me and Lamar, uh, we, we have uh, our, our karaoke friends, our, our, our karaoke friends from Sardo's. We, we, we have decided, like, if we ever get karaoke back, I know, in light of this pandemic, we've already casted ourselves, our, our karaoke group, we've casted ourselves as, in, in our roles in Hamilton. And George Washington, right here. That, that, that's, I, I am, uh, it, it resonated with me. That, that, that role, like, the, not, well, not this role, the voice. I, I, that's my range. That's my range. <laughs> that's, my, that's my vocal range. Do it, do it a little bit of that rapping. A little bit that that, that Jay Z that he he gets off a little bit that little Jay Z tribute of George Washington, that, that that's me right there. 
History has its eyes on me. Ooh. I'm going to violate all the SoundCloud things. I'm about to put, is there any music on your podcast? Yes. <laughs> I, I, those 10 second snippets. It's just me fucking around. <laughs> yeah, no, my, my coworker, Ryan, my coworker is having that quandary right now. He he doesn't want to watch on Disney Plus because he wants to. He wanted to see it physically live but you know that original cast no you i i i watched it on i can't i can never go see it live i i, I can't see it without that original cast um, um my wife and i were saying like no we don't we can't even look up the historical figures because lafayette will always be w diggs now like if, if i in the history books i have erased whatever marquis de lafayette looks like with his no chin and he's got the v diggs right there we'll wipe off thomas jefferson Put the V digs right there. <laughs> Can wipe off Ham. I, I, I'm gonna I'm erase all the Hamiltons on, on my tens. I'm gonna put Lynn on there. <laughs> we, we have a, we we have colorized our history. <laughs> we keep we keep laughing like because best part of the new lineup is the King. Uh, I haven't seen the new King. I I, I enjoy that current King. <laughs> it's, yeah, reverse whitewashing. <laughs> I, I have watched so many YouTube because. That they, they got the original cast back together on, for this pre, uh, they did a Zoom press tour. You go on YouTube and there's all these press tours they've been doing via Zoom. <laughs> like Ryan said, he had to give up two Fs to get on D plus. Worth, man, <laughs> John Adams, you stupid fat motherfucker! <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I, I was like surprised with the amount of casual swearing. I, I love it. I just there's so many little things I love about it. We're we're, gonna, we're probably gonna talk about Hamilton for the rest of my life. I, I it, it really it really resonated with me a lot. I I, I love it. It all the, the hip hop, the lyricism, everything's amazing about it. Had to give up two Fs. They gave up Southern motherfucking uh, Democratic Republicans. Amazing. If you haven't watched it, steal someone's Disney Plus account and watch it. It's a, it's totally worth it. I love it. One of my one of my one of my coworkers, she she's only obsessed with K pop. But she's like, Oh my god, it was so good. I don't like hip hop, but it was really great. <laughs> I laughed. She's like, I still love K pop, but this was really good. I'm like, Yes, it is really good. <laughs> but speaking of which it is nine PM. Oh wow, see? Back to normal, I guess. I, I kept talking about, like, oh, I can't do an hour without a co-host. I can't do an hour. Without. But you know what? I was able to do an hour because of all of you who were watching with me live. All of you who were talking to me via the, uh, the comments. Uh, I thank you. I can only go an hour if you guys are here and interacting with me. Uh, so I, I can't do this without you guys live. Like to, if, if I were to just do this like a traditional podcast and just sit here by myself with in just an echo chamber of just me, I couldn't go more than 10 minutes. But, uh, no, no, don't apologize to Rosa. She loves Hamilton just as much. She was throwing it on yesterday. <laughs> she loves all the songs. She laughs every time King George comes out. She, she, that, that's like, she, that's, that's her jam. <laughs> oh, and I, I can't even do a good King George. I, I, I leave that to the wife. She, she can nail that note. I can't, I can't hit that, uh, Empire's Fall note, that, that note on Fall. I can't hit that note. I keep trying. Empire's Fall. Nope. No, I'm not even going to try. 
<laughs> we can go for an hour. I love it. it, it it's awesome. No, don't worry about R R Rosa. The the. Yeah, as soon as it's over, J Jai, you're coming right here. We're 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 gonna chop it up and and be be crazy again. As soon as we're able to be in the same room, not have to, I don't have to worry about getting you sick. You don't have to worry about getting me sick. As soon as we can do that, we can we can get our uh, the new king is more animated. Uh, see, I imagine yeah, but that that king on the on the Broadway cast that that that's uh, that's what's his face? That's Sven from Frozen. <laughs> the, I, ever since I found that, I'm like that just it just delights me. How I think I I I would imagine all the King Georges have to be very ridiculous what they what what they do with it. As always, please uh, be here. Yeah, like as I was thanking you guys, I thank you. I, I can't do this without you guys. Those of you who come here every week, like Daniel, Art, Ryan's not here. Jai, uh, James, freaking who else was commenting? Irv, like all all of you who who show up every week. I know Rolando, you were here early on. I know Pete, you, you, you're lurking. I know Warren, you're a lurker too. You, you, you lurk as well. Mike Lee, you show up on a regular basis. I, I can't do this without you guys. I, I, I wouldn't. If, if you guys didn't show up every week, I, I would have ended this show freaking 20 episodes. And, but and we're here on, on the road to, to episode 200. And I appreciate you all. Thank you so much. Make sure follow us. You know, I got to do the usual nonsense here at the end. At Dre GT Podcast. That's me on Twitter. I have been incredibly ridiculous on Twitter. Go check it out. I've, I'm a lunatic on Twitter now. Uh, it's it, it's fun. Uh, Twitter is ridiculous. It's it, that, that, That's my other 4 a.m. Uh, uh, if I don't have Hamilton songs resonating in my head while I'm trying to get my son back to sleep, I'm on Twitter and tweeting out ridiculous things. Getting myself in trouble with Twitter people. I love it. It's so great. On Instagram as well. I'm tr I'm trying to post more again on there, at Dre GT Podcast. Uh, I'm gonna make it a point to either during my lunch this week to try to work on the YouTube page and get all a lot of these other more recent episodes back up there in case Facebook explodes at some point. We have everything backed up onto the YouTubes. Uh, and then uh, yeah, Patreon. If anyone else wants to be a patron. Uh, if we get enough money, I'll give away a copy of Streets of Rage 4. If we if we get more patrons, we'll give away a copy of Streets of Rage 4 for the system of your choice. We can do stuff like that. If we if we have more patrons, we can do crazy things like that. We can, I can get video games working. Give them away. Just try to drive. That's, that's how you do it. That's marketing. Marketing? That's what I heard. I hear, I hear that's how marketing works. I'm not sure. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. You've been watching Dre's Geek Philosophy Podcast. Thank you so much for all of you who come every week for the live version. And if you're not here for the live version, hey, enjoy the replay. Replay. Yeah. On demand. See you guys next week. Good night. Audio listeners, sorry. This one's an hour. <laughs>